0: Welcome to The Feng Shui Way with Katherine Dean. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how Feng Shui can help you lead a more balanced and peaceful life. Now, here is Katherine.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Feng Shui Way. I'm your host, Katherine Dean, and I am delighted you're here today. We have a wonderful show lined up, and I think you will find today's topic very interesting and helpful. Many people who are interested in or practice feng shui have a certain element of trust in intuition, spiritual guidance, universal energy, and an overall belief that things happen in a timely manner and for one's own greater good. But when we rely on this particular guidance and belief system, where exactly do we place our trust? This is obviously answered differently by each individual, but there are avenues available for us to pursue the knowledge that can help enforce our belief systems and help us achieve what we are pursuing in the first place. And today's guest is going to explain who she turns to and how that can help you in your life too. Today, we are going to focus on the work of Kim Julien, who is the founder of Finding Your Fiji. Kim combines feng shui with calling upon the the help of angels. Kim combines her feng shui expertise, intuitive skills, and extensive personal development and business knowledge, and has created a unique approach to resolving different business and life issues. Kim Julene is also the founder of the Love Your Life Initiative. She is a dynamic thought leader, speaker, and feng shui intuitive coach. Her feng shui expertise, intuitive skills, and extensive personal development and business knowledge create a unique approach to resolving your business and life issues. Kim is a certified feng shui practitioner, an international feng shui guild red ribbon practitioner, and certified angel card reader and psychic. Kim graduated from St. Thomas College and is trained with world leaders in business, spirituality, and personal development. In 2017, Kim moved from Minnesota to Maui, sight unseen, to make her dream life a reality. Through her Love Your Life group coaching program, feng shui consultations, and angel readings, Kim brings awareness to those things that are keeping you stuck and helps you stop spinning your wheels and start taking action with clarity and confidence to bring harmony to your head, your heart, and your home. She is passionate about helping you create a life and business filled with ease, daily magic, and joy, and guiding you in finding your Fiji and living a life you truly love. Welcome, Kim Julene.
2: Hi, Catherine. It's Hi. so good to be here with you. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, I'm excited. I always love talking about my two favorite things, feng shui and angels. <laughs> I mean, what could
1: be better, right? right? A, it is a feng shui day for for anybody who practices uh, feng shui. We've, we're excited about it, aren't we?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: well, you know, speaking of feng shui, how did you even get started in feng shui? Why don't we just start
2: there? Sure. So I actually feel like I intuitively was doing feng shui even from a little girl, because I was always, when I was young, moving my room around, I was always like decluttering and uh, cleaning things out and shifting things. And when things felt off, Mm -hmm. that was my go-to thing. I (laughs) I would move my room around or I would change something or shift something. But the actual feng shui came to me when we had moved into a new house. So I had a young family, two little boys and was married at the time. And we moved into a house that we had actually, you know, designed and it was our dream house and all of this, but things weren't going well. When we moved in, and um, I stumbled across a book at the library, no accident there, and right? it was on feng shui, <laughs> and I started doing some of these things, and of course, my husband thought I was a little bit crazy at the time, but he it was working. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I couldn't deny that you know the things that I was doing were shifting things, and so I really just started immersing myself in it, reading a lot of different things, and then eventually, when the timing was right, I found my teacher, I, who I believe has been mm-hmm. one of your other guests, Carol Heider. Oh the yeah, London she was. Yeah. School of Feng Shui. Yeah. So I trained with her in 2014. I got my certification.
1: You know, Carol was one of my teachers as well. I got my initial um, uh, certification, I believe, in 2016, and then I was looking for for more and to add yeah. on to it. And we crossed paths, and I took a certification um, enhancement course from Carol. So, nice. yes, she was my very first guest on my very first podcast, and oh. so I will... I will forever be grateful to Carol. And, um, you know, she's very well known in the feng shui community. She's been a great teacher and mentor to many of us. And so we appreciate that. Definitely. Um, But the serendipity exists, right? You know, and that's the other thing. When you said when you were young, you would rearrange your room and, you know, you would notice that things were off. I never really noticed that things were off until after... You know, I would be told go and clean your room and then <laughs> I would clean my room and everything would be nice and fresh and everything. And I'm like, it feels so good in here. I mean, can making your bed and picking up your dirty clothes can that really make a difference? But as a youngster, I really did feel that, but it couldn't understand any of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I get that.
1: yeah, I can appreciate that that you would. So when it comes to feng shui, you know, what? what's your favorite thing about using it to help your clients?
2: I I actually really love the puzzle of it. So when I get a new floor plan to look at, I get kind of geeky excited about it because it's like, oh, it's a puzzle, right? You know, mm-hmm. they have some things going on in their life that they're not happy with. And I get to be that detective and figure out what's going on energetically in the space that's potentially causing that or contributing to what's going on for them. And I just really love the, the idea that I can look at a lot of different areas in the home to help support them. So it's, yeah, yeah, for me, you know, looking at the floor plans and doing that is, is so fun and talking to homes. So the other thing that I do a lot is space clearings. And when I, when I do space clearings, there's one um, aspect that I can do that is uh, what I call space whispering, where I actually talk to the home and find Mm -hmm. out what the home needs Mm-hmm. From them to to support the owners, the occupants that are in the home. So that's always fun too, because their name comes through, and it's uh, they have sometimes quirky things that they want <laughs> from the owners. So it's it's always pretty interesting. You know, it, it, that's
1: another point because um, I live in a quirky house, and it's really kind of funny. You know, for a feng shui consultant, um, you know, someone who's been involved in this for years. Uh, Of course, we moved into this house before I knew anything about feng shui, but now the the more I know, the more I realize our house is not only quirky, but it's special. And when you can talk to, right? When you can talk to your, um, well, when you can receive messages like you do for your clients, um, you know, I feel like that's extremely helpful. So that's kind of on a spiritual level, ethereal kind of level, and your business took you to working with angels.
3: Yeah.
1: And then you also named your business Finding Your Fiji. So I'm wondering, do <laughs> do they connect or is are there two stories
0: there?
2: There's actually two stories there. I'll start with the finding your Fiji story. Cause I do get that question a lot. Like where did that name come from? Uh-huh. In fact, I just had a client the other day and she's like, your business name. Where did that come from? (laughs) So I actually was in Fiji. I was attending a Tony Robbins event, his business mastery. This was back in 2011. And I was sitting on the deck of a beret. The berets are sort of the huts or places that we stayed. And I was sitting there, just, you know, the tropical air around me, I was relaxing. I was there learning. And I thought, this is my dream life. I love this. I Mm -hmm. love the environment. I love the tropical. At that time, I was living in Minnesota still. So Mm -hmm. it was a real treat to go and be in a place that was, you know, had all the beautiful flowers and the birds and all of that. And so I was thinking to myself, I really want uh, to help other people find their Fiji, whatever that is for them. So that's where the finding your Fiji came in. It's about helping others find and live their dream life, whatever that might be for them.
1: Right. So it's not about uh, moving to the tropics. It's about your your no. best life. You what what's perfect for you? Or yeah, because yeah. that's
2: not you know that's not everybody's dream. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that maybe they would like to live on a tropical island, but it is a different lifestyle for sure. Well, you know.
1: Yeah. And I do want to hear about the work with the angels. That's why we're here today. But now yes. that you mention it about how it's not for everybody to move to the tropics, you moved from Minnesota to Maui sight unseen. And I just have got to I, I have to know about how did that come about? <laughs> that, that's a big leap.
2: I did. It's a huge leap. I uh, And what happened for me is I started to feel that Minnesota wasn't energetically supporting me anymore. And I got a real clear message that I was meant to move. And at that point, I wasn't sure where I was meant to move. I just knew I was meant to move out of Minnesota. So I was okay. looking at different places. I looked at my astrocartology, which is astrology for places. I was thinking about places that I had been to that I enjoyed and different things like that. And actually, that, the funny story, that the astrocartology came up with... You know, Hawaii was fine for me. Like That, mm-hmm. that was okay. Uh, LA was good for me. But Seattle... Was one of the places I was really good for me, and I'm like, oh no, like I can't yeah. do Seattle. Yeah, um, but my partner is from Seattle, so uh, which is kind of interesting. Oh, you know, I yeah. didn't meet him until I moved to the island, but it, it's sort of interesting that you know I do have that Seattle connection, and we've been there many times, obviously because he's from mm. there. Mm-hmm. So i i I had this knowing that I was meant to move, not knowing exactly where. And then Maui started to come in. I started getting little signs or little messages, little things that would pop up about Maui. I'd never been here before. I'd been to Kauai. I'd been to the Big Island. I'd been to Oahu and uh, all the other places, but had never been to Maui. And so when that came through, I told my team of angels and guides, I said, hey, this is a big deal and I really need a super clear sign from you that this is what I'm meant to do. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm pretty open about signs. I don't ask for specific signs because my guides are really good about giving me great signs. And so I just said, give me a sign, something I cannot mistake that, you know, is really, really clear that I meant to move to Maui. So the next day I got a package in the mail I was uh, participating in a secret Santa sister exchange. And so I came home and I saw the package sitting on my front step, got went out and got the package, opened it up. And uh, I can't even remember what was in it. I still, to this day, don't know who sent it. It was someone in Minnesota, a friend of a friend. Uh, So because you, you didn't get the gift directly from the friend, you got it from someone that they knew. And, uh, and, then after I opened the gift, I was like, Oh, there were these little little bags that were on the top of the gift, kind of cushioning it, I guess. And I looked at the very first bag that I had pulled out, and it said Maui Divers Jewelry on it.
1: <laughs> oh my, and you had already been getting messages. I had about been getting Maui. messages,
2: and I just needed a real clear wow. sign that this is what I was meant to do. And I still have that bag, actually. It's a it's a yeah. reminder for me of that we can ask for guidance. We can receive signs when we're unclear. And once I had that sign, it was easy. I just like, okay, this is my path. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to lean into this.
1: Wow. That's, that's very interesting. Now you said that your guides um, send you pretty clear messages. Okay. I heard that right. And I'm wondering, is it, how you present it, or is it just the relationship you have with your guides?
2: It's both. So you really need to be in a space of having an open dialogue and open connection with your angels and guides. And this is something that I teach in, in my Love Your Life course. So having that open connection, that relationship with them. And then it's also about asking the question in the right way. So it can be you know because we can frame a question saying oh should I do this or should I do that well that's really confusing <laughs> how do they know which question to answer you have to be really clear like is it in my highest priority and best interest to move to Maui for example and then and then that answer comes through
1: well I'm curious as to how you were able to learn how to ask the questions and how to hone in on the answers and how to interpret what you were picking up.
2: Yeah. So that's a, that kind of leads me a little bit back to how I connected with my angels in the first place. Okay. So, so we can pick up on
1: that after we come back, cause we're going to break pretty soon. And, um, I don't want to have to cut you off in the middle right. of the story. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get that. So, so just real quick, I used to see angels when I was little. Uh, and when I was very young, I have a distinct memory of seeing them on the altar at church. And then, of course, as you grow up, that gets sort of squashed or people say they don't believe you yeah. and you you grow out of that connection. So uh, that uh, I'm not one of those people that's had the continuous connection. There was a break for me where I had the connection when I was little and then I didn't.
1: (laughs) So what broke the connection? Was it that outside influence or? Yeah.
2: I feel like it was.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a shame because as it turns out, you've got quite the connection and then it, it, um, it got, well, I, I guess that kind of says you can't really break the connection, right?
2: You can't, you really can't. They're always there, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you're never alone, whether you want to be or not, they're always there (laughs) guiding you and trying to help you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then um, do you think that the, because uh, I I do want to get more deeply into everything about the angels. And so, but how did you end up blending uh, feng shui with the angels?
2: It was just the guidance for my path. So uh, these were two things that I was doing uh, both of those things. And uh, my guides were just really clear that I was meant to continue doing both of them. And it it very seamlessly for me blends one into the other because I use my intuition and my angels and guides a lot when I'm doing feng shui. I can see things. I get pictures of things. Uh, I do a lot of remote consults, so that is super helpful when I'm doing feng shui. So the um,
1: so you will get these messages whether or not you are in the locale, or whether you do it remotely. And has it always been the case that you were able to do that? Yes. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, pretty would think, <laughs> oh, I can imagine that it's fun. And I can imagine uh, what it, uh, how some of your clients might react to that. But you know, we can get into that when we come back, because we're going to be taking a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to find out how you even connected with the angels in the first place and how that all came about. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back.
3: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance, and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day life, we will demystify Feng Shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast.
0: Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast.
3: If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley.
0: Welcome back to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Kim Julene from Finding Your Fiji, and we're talking about her work, with feng shui and angels. And so Kim, you, you explained how you got started with the angels, but then you, the connection was broken and then you picked it up again. So how did that fall into place?
2: Yeah. So I actually was guided to go to an event in LA. I think it was in LA, it was in California for sure. But my girlfriend had said, Hey, Wayne Dyer And Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham, for those that are familiar, were going to be on stage together. They were doing an event together and she said, I think we should go. And neither one of us had a ton of time. So we literally were flying in. We were going to go to the event, stay overnight and then fly home the next day. And so what happened at the event is it was really strong energy, as you can imagine Mm -hmm. with, uh, with someone that's, that's channeling a collective of, of spirit guides. And then Wayne Dyer, who's super connective and intuitive and has channeled his books and all of that. It was just a really high vibration. So I literally had trouble keeping my eyes open while I was in the session. And it wasn't, I didn't have any jet, you know, I didn't have jet lag or anything like that. It wasn't like that. It was just like this intense energy. And so then the next day we were in the hotel, my girlfriend was still sleeping and I grabbed kind of my journal and some pens. And I just went out on uh, the little patio uh, to to journal and clear as a bell, I could hear my angels and guides. They were talking to me and they said, hey, we're, you know, we're here and you're going to be doing channeling like Esther. You're going to be, uh, connecting helping. And and I just started bawling and I'm like, no, no, I'm not ready for this. Find somebody else. Like, no, I don't Mm -hmm. think so. You got the wrong number. Um, but as I like to lovingly say, uh, they haven't shut up since. (laughs) So, uh, they're, it, it, it's just a really strong, clear connection that I've got uh, now. And I do believe in timing. I believe that I probably wasn't ready before then. Mm-hmm. I had done a lot of um, spiritual work, a lot of personal growth work over uh, the year or two prior to that. And so it, uh, you know, I needed to get to a place where I I could actually do that. And then from there, they just sort of, it led me along. I, so mm-hmm. I started doing readings where I was just, uh, I, people would submit a question and I would um, type out the answer. Mm-hmm. And then I did somewhere I just recorded the answer for them. So I wasn't live. And then I was guided to do uh, uh, my first event where I was actually doing readings in person with people. And I was kind of freaking out about that because I was like, you know, Uh, and of course I had taken, you know, I I was guided to take a course as well. And that's where I got my angel, uh, angel card reader certification and things like that. But it's a whole different thing, the concept of doing it and actually doing it. And what I found that, I'm really good at is just getting out of the way and relaying the information. So it's actually doing readings for people is the easiest thing that I do now because I just get out of the way and I just pay attention to the pictures that I'm seeing, the words that I'm getting, uh, what I'm feeling called to share. And a, a lot of my clients say I'm I'm completely spot on when, when they get a reading from me. So it is something that... It, it It is a gift, but I feel like for me, it's just, I'm an open channel. And so I'm able to relay this real easily.
1: Okay. So that begs the question, who are you listening to? Are you listening to your guides who are telling you, uh, you know, giving you messages for your clients, or are you listening to the client's guides?
2: So- Here's the one thing that I want to share before I kind of get into answering that question is everyone, even tiny little babies, have a spirit team of angels and guides. Okay. Uh, so they have, sometimes there's archangels on their team, guardian angels. Sometimes there are loved ones that are on their team, people that have transitioned that are are helping them. Sometimes it is, uh, you know... A, a, Bigger personalities, I would say, like Jesus or Buddha Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. other people that have been spiritual mentors that are on your team. So all of us have a team. Of angels and guides, and we—it doesn't. You don't need to know specifically who's on your team. I know some of the guides that are in my team, but I don't know all of them. Okay. And uh, so over time, you know, different ones will come in and share who they are, but that's not important. You don't really need to know that. And so when I'm doing a reading, uh, the information that I'm getting is. It's not distinctive to me as to who's sending it to me, whether it's my guides or it's their guides. It's like a collective, like they're just all, uh, you know, Bringing things in, (laughs) right? No, I get that. There's not a distinction for me from my, and I don't know that may be different for other people. Maybe, uh, and sometimes it's very specific. If if someone's asking about a guardian angel or they're asking about a guide, then I will get specific information from that particular guide or that particular angel. Mm -hmm. I I had a, a. something that happened that was kind of interesting. I was having a a play date, kind of an intuitive play date with some friends who were practicing to do readings and things like that. And so we were kind of doing this thing where somebody would pose a question and we all would tune in and and answer it. And so in this gal is somebody that I hadn't met before, never met her before. We were doing it on Zoom. It was during COVID. And uh, she had asked a question about wanting confirmation of, about a guy that's been helping her. She didn't give us any any other information. And right away the angel that came in was archangel Melchizedek. Never heard of him before in my life. Mm-hmm. Had never had any dealing with him or anything. In fact, I while we were on I'm googling I'm like is this even an archangel? <laughs>
1: like I, oh wow. I
2: you know, I went in there and googled it and that was actually who she was asking about. And so I got the exact information oh, wow. and what he was helping her with. So, so that's the piece is like, you don't need to know who it is. If they want you to know a specific name, like in that case, mm-hmm. she wanted a confirmation of the name of the, the guide that was, she was working with, and then it came through. Right, um, but otherwise, it, it's really just being that open channel and and relaying the information that that's that they need to hear. So you mentioned archangels
1: and guardian angels, and I have heard of both of those throughout my life, but I don't know the difference between the two. Do you know what the difference is?
2: Yeah, so guardian angels are ones that are assigned just to you. Oh, I see. Uh, so you and and. Some people believe that you have just one guardian angel. I actually feel like it can be more than one because I have two. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, I, I, I do, you know, I'm of the the school of thought that, you know, you can't have more than one guardian angel. Uh, and so those are ones that are with you throughout your entire life. And uh, they are angels that, that assist you, that are there with you, you know, from the get-go. Archangels are... Help a lot more people mm-hmm. than just one person. And they can be helping m- multiple people at one time. They don't have that restriction of, you know, oh, I can only be with you, at, you know, this one person. They can be helping, like Archangel Michael can be helping 10,000 people at one time. It yeah. doesn't matter. And when you call on them, they will help you, right? Uh, yeah. So, and the archangels have different sort of specialties, I would say. Uh, there's, there's some core ones, some main ones that that we work with, uh, that I typically work with. Michael is a big one, Metatron, yeah. uh, Jophiel, and Jophiel's our feng shui angel. So, she's a, a real fun one to work with. I, uh, and, and sometimes, again, they'll come in at different times. So, when I'm doing a space clearing, for example, I anchor the home with angels. So after I'm done with the clearing, I anchor it with five angels that anchor the four corners, mm-hmm. uh, the, the wealth, the, the knowledge, the helpful people, and partnership as well as the center, the health area. So they, the space gets anchored with those angels and those angels will stay. They're not going anywhere. Uh, and so it, it specific angels will come in for what they need at that time.
1: So when you anchor the space with those angels, do you call upon them? You don't use like a figurine or anything? You just call upon them to what, bless the corners or... I, I I'm trying to get a, yeah. a clearer picture of what that is.
2: Yeah. So I do use a card deck um, to choose the angels. Okay. And that's one thing when I'm doing readings, I use a lot of cards, uh, angel cards mostly, but some other decks as well, because I'm a very visual person. So mm-hmm. I really like to see the picture and the picture gives me more clues about what I need to share with them. And it's just really kind of fun and good for the people to see yeah. the physical card yeah and i can so imagine So you know I, I can say oh you know you're you need a career change you're you're going to be having a career change but when they actually see a card that says career change on it uh that almost gives i guess more more influence to what yeah. i'm sharing with them so i draw cards so i'll dry i have an archangel deck and Mm -hmm. I'll draw the cards, and then they have different messages that will be brought forth for them. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, I I mean, it's fascinating, and there's a lot to it, and you can see where it would be very helpful. Now, do people call you uh, with the knowledge of your work with the angels, or in the course of, you know, uh, consulting with them, uh, you offer that as is an option or or how does that work in your
2: yes okay. so kind of both um uh, sometimes people will come to me first for feng shui and then they realize that I also do the readings or if I'm doing a space clearing, then I, then I do relay some messages to them during the space clearing and they'll get some information on that. And then they'll be like, oh, I'd really like a reading or I'd really like more from you. Okay. And yeah. then there's other people that come to me initially for a reading. They've heard about me from a friend or they've seen me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel and uh, they, feel called to work with me. And so we'll start with the reading. And then sometimes when I'm doing readings, feng shui guidance comes in. <laughs> so I might get a visual of them having a backdoor in wealth, for example, and it will just pop in. And then at, in the course of the reading, I'll share with them what they need to do to to balance that or remedy that.
1: Okay. And you can do that even through a remote reading, right? Yeah,
2: my readings are pretty much all over the phone and I record them. So I have a conference line. It's real easy to record. I I think I'm probably one of the few people that still record readings for people. Uh, So that is one thing that's maybe a little bit different about me is they always get a recording. It's something they can download and save. And people do tend to re-listen to the reading again and again because they're in a little bit different place when they listen again. They hear something a little bit different. Maybe they didn't hear everything the first time. And so I do it that way. If it's someone that is out of the US, then I do it via Zoom and I'll record that as well.
1: Right. So you use, um, you use angel
2: figurines, right? I use, uh, well, I use angel cards for readings, uh, but I do use angel figurines like in spaces. (laughs) So I I have a love of angels and I've had a lot of, my mom actually had a a real love of angels. And so she had a lot of little angel figurines around and I'm always, you know, I'm always on the lookout for something new that might want to come home with me. (laughs) really to to use in instead of an angel
1: figurine do you mean is
2: um no it just uh so we were on a trip recently and we were at a church in santa fe new mexico and i just got really called to purchase a metal angel okay Um, and metal of course as you know is part of the the energy or the element that supports helpful people. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, how perfect, I'm going to put this angel, this metal angel in my helpful people area.
1: So what a segue, because I did want to ask you about how else you can enhance your helpful people area uh, of the Bagua in someone's home.
2: Yeah. So I feel like helpful people is one of the most underutilized areas because when you have people that are helpful to you, whether they're people in the physical or angels, guides, people in the non-physical, it's important to have that support. And that can really help things flow for you very well and easily. And so I call on the angels to be helpful people for others. That's why one of the reasons why I anchor the space with angels when I'm doing a space clearing. And I also know that being in touch with people on, and I'm going to say people loosely, right? Cause it could be, uh, you know, mother Mary, it could be your mom who transitioned, right? It could yeah. be anyone sort of on the other side, as we like to say that, it can be helpful for us that can help us in in that way. And so having a picture of that person, having a a picture of an angel or an angel figurine can energetically call forth their help.
1: So you would do that in the helpful people area of the Bagua, but you you anchor a space like in the four corners of a home. So I'm assuming that you can do enhancements throughout. Is that correct? Or?
2: Yeah, yeah, you definitely could. Um, And the anchoring that I do with the angels is an energetic thing. So I'm not actually giving them an angel to set anywhere in their home. Uh, It's really just an energetic thing. Uh, But with the With the helpful people and with angels, you can, you can use them in a number of different areas, right? So you could use them actually in knowledge. If you're wanting to get more in touch with spirituality or wanting to get more in touch, Mm -hmm. create a stronger connection, you could use that in the knowledge area, for example, uh, and there are different angels that are, you know, helpful for different things like Joe Fial, for example, with the decluttering, with space yeah, clearing, with uh, feng shui.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to ask because we're going to break soon, but I wanted to hear what you had to say about uh, Joe Fial because that yeah. caught my interest when you said she was yeah. the uh, feng shui angel.
2: Yeah. So she's really great with helping with redecorating, spring cleaning, clearing clutter, space clearing, as I mentioned. She also loves to help us have patience <laughs> oh to boy. slow down, uh, to be present, to enjoy life, to enjoy the little things. She's the angel of beauty. She loves to get you outdoors. She likes that that outdoor energy and connecting with, um, with nature. And um, she's also our spiritual feng shui consultant so she's one that you can call in anytime that you're doing a feng shui consult uh, or or having one done uh she can come in and assist with that
1: well kim you're just a wealth of knowledge and um, i'm looking forward to the rest of our conversation we're going to take a break and when we come back we'll um have a little more with kim julene <music>
3: Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today.
0: Did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment? Our homes, our work, the way we move, and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities. This thought-provoking new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod, examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. Lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today, including climate change, affordable housing, embedded technologies, infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, so that together we can design a better world.
3: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: Welcome back to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. That's eight six six four seven two five seven eight seven. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Kim Julian, who is the founder of Finding Your Fiji, and we're talking about feng shui and angels. And Kim, what I'd like to know is, how do the angels communicate with us?
2: So they love to communicate with us. They're always nudging us, supporting us, giving us uh, messages to keep us on the path that we Agreed to, you know, and that mm-hmm. might be something that we agreed to, to do when we were here on Earth, something that we agreed to learn while we were here on Earth. And so they're always communicating with us all day every day. (laughs) They're constantly giving us messages. And so I think the easiest way to think about this is there's three different main types of ways that they communicate with us. One is signs through signs, Mm -hmm. one is symbols, and the other is synchronicities. And so signs are kind of the most concrete way that we receive guidance or information from our spiritual team. So it's something physical. And you can see it, you can hear it, you can touch it, you can even sometimes feel it. And that meaning cannot be disputed. There's no question. And so some of, examples would be like if your mom wore a certain kind of perfume and you mm-hmm. smell that perfume, that's something physical, right? You're smelling that perfume and that's reminding you of your mom and your mom is letting you know that she's around, right? Dimes or pennies are another One that I call a sign. Uh, And this is something that we do get from our people that have crossed over. They will send us dimes or pennies to let us know that they're around. So my mom, when she transitioned, she's been gone quite a while now, but when she transitioned, she started sending dimes. And I would find them all over the place. And even my sister and I were, shortly after her funeral, we were in um, the Dominican. And we were walking along the beach, and there's nothing on the beach there. Like, they don't have shells or anything. And she looked down, and she's like, what is this? She picked it up, and it was a Dominican dime. (laughs) Oh, wow. uh, You know, and they're just... Even when I was dating there, my mom would like leave a little dime on, on the chair rail. I was going to uh, meet someone for coffee and there was a dime on the chair rail next to this person. I'm like, okay, apparently mom's giving this one the thumbs up. Oh, wow. So it's, it's something physical. uh, And, um, and it can also be like my sign to move to Maui, right? So I got Mm -hmm. that physical bag in the mail that said Maui on it. Mm Mm-hmm. No disputing that. Right. There's no uh, you know, question of what that was. Um. So you can ask for a specific sign. You can ask for something specific to be shown to you uh, as an answer to your question, or you can let them bring in whatever they wish, which I kind of like to do because my team is super creative and I like to be surprised. Oh, wow. oh okay. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then symbols are a little bit different. So symbols are something that need to be interpreted Mm -hmm. and they're kind of like an intuition shorthand. So they often contain a lot of information in like a little package and we give them meaning. So an example uh, would be like if I see a feather in my path as I'm walking along, Uh, that feather to me means that I'm on the right path.
0: But oh, then I okay. also
2: have to look at what was I thinking about when I was walking um uh, you know in this area mm-hmm. what have I been working on what am I on the right path about So there's some interpretation that has to happen with that. Uh, Same thing uh, with rainbows. Uh, I, uh, of course, see a lot of rainbows on Maui because, Mm -hmm. you know, when it rains and it's sunny and there's just, we have kind of a rainbow season that's actually coming uh, now because we get a little bit more rain in the winter. And when I see a rainbow, I take that as a sign that I've done a good job around something. And so it's kind of a pat on the back. But again, it's a meaning that I've assigned to it based on what I was feeling when, when that first came into me. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes you can borrow meanings from other people. So anybody is welcome to use the feather meaning. Mm -hmm. When you see a feather, know that you're on the right path. You can take that from someone else as well. Uh, Pictures that pop into your mind. So sometimes you might have um, something that pops into your mind or songs you hear. So this happened after my mom died. I kept hearing this song Again and again. It wasn't a song that was popular at the time. It was an old song already then. Mm-hmm. And um, and every time I he- heard it, I would think of her. And so that now has become what I call yeah. my mama song. Yeah. So I hear it. I heard it when I was in Costa Rica for my recent retreat in um, January of this year Oh uh, wow. or February when was that? January. I guess it was January. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, it was in January. And uh, and then when I was, um, yeah, so I was actually in Costa Rica and I was sitting in the hotel lobby and that song came on. I'm like, oh, cool. Mom's here with me, <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I hear that song at different times, just randomly. Sometimes even where I've I've been in a rental car and I've turned the radio off when I've left the car and I come back in and turn the car on and the radio is on and that song is on. Yeah, that's so,
1: yeah.
2: It, it's very you know very strong. Numbers can also be uh, symbols. So numbers by themselves don't mean anything necessarily. But mm-hmm. if you got a number like uh, you keep seeing four four four, or you keep seeing three three three, um, the three three is a is an interesting one because when I first moved to Maui, I was looking for a massage therapist, and I don't even know how I I found this person, but I found this person. Um, the guy um, would actually came to my home to do the massage and I saw in his wrist he had tattooed uh, 33 and I'm like oh ascended masters and he's like, how do you know that? Oh, wow. he's like most normal people don't know that and, yeah. and that was sort of my my symbol. That, oh, the Ascended Masters are like, yeah, this guy's good. He's a, he's a good guy. You know, you did a good job kind of choosing him, yeah. you know, type of thing. So it can be something like that. Um, and, and then there are universal symbols like the peace symbol mm-hmm. or hearts or things like that. that You know, when I say hearts, I take that as a sign um, from my guides that I'm loved, that I'm supported, that they're here for me right? Uh, So you can assign meaning to things as well. Uh, And then the last one is synchronicities. And synchronicities are less concrete. They are, a lot of people consider them a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. (laughs) Uh, Synchronicities are things that, connections that happen they don't happen in a logical order. So something that might surprise you, something that's like, oh, wow, what are the odds that this would happen kind of thing. So um, they're getting your attention often to relay guidance. So um, one of the clear examples. A lot of people talk about is seeing things three times or hearing about things Mm -hmm. three times. Like you hear Mm -hmm. about a book three times. Oh, I maybe should read that. Yeah. right. right, Um, right. So that's kind of a synchronicity. Um, I get goosebumps or what we call in Hawaii, chicken skin, when I'm getting a confirmation from my guides that Either I'm on the right track with a reading or I'm hearing something that's right or true, I'll get the goosebumps. And that's sort of a, you know, an acknowledgement uh, or an awareness. It's a confirmation of something that resonates with my soul um, or feels true to me, or what I'm seeing or hearing is a truth. And then it can be just even about being in the right place at the right time. So yeah. you might get the nudge to like, oh, I have so and so, my friend Jane's um, backpack that I've been meaning to get back to her, and I'll get a nudge to bring it with me, even mm-hmm. though I'm not going to see her. And then I would run into her, right? Right? You know, yeah. and that's a that's a synchronicity. That's something that just logically doesn't really make sense. That I was. Nudge to take you know, I had the thought that I should bring this backpack with me and then here I run into Janie. Oh, I can return it to her.
1: You know So the yeah, I I can relate to all of your uh examples. However, the skeptics out there, and they surround me, right? <laughs> they surround <laughs> us all. That um, They're going to say, you know, a dime. Dimes are everywhere. Uh, songs, the songs are everywhere. It's just a coincidence. Now, you said that you don't really believe in coincidence. I, I put much less stock in coincidence. I put a lot more value on the serendipity of these these events that that come up. Um, But what say you about those coincidences? I think I'm on your page there with that they don't exist. But like, what can we tell our listeners?
2: So that's such an interesting thing. And when you talk about, you know, people that that wouldn't necessarily believe. I don't attract those people to me. <laughs> I'm oh. so, I don't live in that world. <laughs> oh my <Really>? goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'm so still that's there. That's kind of a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't attract those people. There's a lot of people around me that are way more woo woo than me. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and woo woo, you know, using that term as, you know, just spiritually connected. Yes, kind I of get thing. it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, you get to believe whatever you want. Right? Well,
1: that yes, that is true, that's and true. you
2: cannot. Um, if someone's not ready to receive information or not ready to uh, receive guidance, they are are not going to believe it, right? Uh, they're not going to be. Um, they're not going to be open to that. Uh, so that's the other piece. Is there's so much magic and miracles that happen when you are open. Mm -hmm. to receiving it, when you are open to really observing and noticing all the signs, the symbols, the synchronicities that are happening for you. It's straight up magic all the time.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good point because we're in a dark space right now, you know, like big picture, dark space. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about our conversation um, right. in, in yeah. this moment. So, um but looking for the signs and the symbols and the hope and the miracles and, you know, it's, um, things can look bleak if you look at it from a skeptical point of view, or, you know, just surface level. But when we apply meaning to what we're hearing, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, the things that cross our paths, there's a lot there. And well, um,
2: and, and two, you attract what you think about
1: so well, if you're right. focusing
2: on the negative, um, that you're going to get more of that. If mm-hmm. you're focusing on what's wrong, you're going to see more of what's wrong. If you focus on there's magic and there's miracles and there's so much to be grateful for, you're going to get more to be grateful for.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I know. And and when it, it really does, uh, what you surround yourself with has such an impact. So there is that.
2: Well, and that's the whole beauty of feng shui, right, is creating that environment that energetically supports you and the things that you want to draw into your life.
1: Absolutely. You know, we're winding down, which makes me sad. I, I would love to do this again, but I wanted to hear about your Love Your Life program.
2: Sure. Yeah. So this is my favorite group that I work with. Uh, These are it's all women. uh, So unfortunately, guys, uh, you're not allowed. Uh, But in my love your life group, I teach how to develop a really strong, a deeper connection, not only with your angels and your guides, but also with yourself. I also teach about removing energetic blocks because sometimes we have things that are blocking us from being able to connect mm-hmm. from being able to shift things in our life so there's energetic blocks that I that I teach how to work through those and remove those. I also teach about feng shui which is creating that environment that energetically supports you and the things that you want to draw in. And then um I really the whole gist of the course is helping these women find their flow so that taking action becomes easy and fun. Um, Because when we're in a place of feeling stuck or spinning our wheels, we have difficulty creating flow. So all of these things that I teach help create essentially more flow.
1: Well, it sounds fascinating. And people can find you uh, at Kim at findingyourfiji.com. Is that it? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that's my email. Um, okay. My website is findingyourfiji.com. And very Fiji good. is F I J I. Oh, yeah, right, spell. right. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people spell it F I G I.
1: Well, we've got 30 seconds left. And so the number that pops up for me all the time is 1111. And what can you It's about
2: 1111? Yeah, 11s are very much about angels being around you yeah. and supporting you. And uh, it's uh, lots of times it's just a spirit wink like, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Ask us for help. It's okay. Ask for help. We can do another whole
1: show on asking for help.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's how
1: I feel. I feel like they're giving me a wink and a nudge. It's like, yep, it's all good. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. They're kind of twiddling their thumbs. What do you need help with? Ask us.
1: All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Kim Julene, um, from Finding Your Fiji and your Love Your Life program. We've been talking with Kim about feng shui and the angels, and it's just been a great show. So, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you very much, Kim. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
0: Thanks for tuning in to The Feng Shui Way with Katherine Dean. We hope today's episode has helped you understand the importance of Feng Shui in everyday life. Until we talk again, enjoy your week as you welcome in peace, balance, and abundance.